Good morning, it's Tuesday the 31st of January 2023. So Iconic CEO Jamie Icke, and this is today's Iconic Daily Download. Well, some more interesting stories for you today that have come in overnight. This one here from the BBC. UK is the only major economy to shrink in 2023. That's according to the IMF. The UK economy will shrink and perform worse than any other advanced economy as the cost of living standards continue to hit households. Sorry, the cost of living continues to hit households, I should say. Chancellor Jeremy Hunt said the UK has outperformed many forecasts, apparently. However, it's predicted that across the world, the UK will emerge as the main and only suffering economy declining through the year. I mean, who could have seen that coming? Who could have seen that coming, that you lock the entire country down, you shut businesses, you stop people earning a living, you put the cost of living up so high, you don't put any any kind of support in place really that actually helps anyone, you don't put any tariffs or taxes on the energy companies, you let them name their price, people are going to be spending less, people's salaries are going to be, strugg- are going, to be going less. Businesses are going to have to make cutbacks, therefore you're going to have higher unemployment, you're going to have lower wages. I mean, it's pretty basic economics. I mean, I've got a foundation degree in economics, and I think that was one of the first things we learned, that you can't spend more than you earn, and that's clearly what the UK is doing. And I know I keep bringing it up on these podcasts in the morning, but while this is happening, we're sending billions to Ukraine. I mean, it just doesn't add up at all. So this is about as expected as it could possibly have been. Um, funny, really, that when Liz, no, I'm not an um, advocate for Liz Truss, although she didn't really have long enough to, to show anything either way, but when she made her decisions and appointed the Chancellor and they made the tax cuts in apparent attempts to you know, ignite growth and productivity within the British workforce, the banks went absolutely crazy. Interest rates went ballistic and in turn the markets were very unsettled and that's really what led to her downfall. Now Jeremy Hunt's come in, put taxes up, which has led to stories like this one. So but at the same time there isn't this massive uneasing of the markets, there's not this hysterical press coverage saying that we're all going to be end up on the street, you know, all the things that they were doing during uh, Liz Truss's reign, it's, it's quite astonishing really. That it just goes to show again, as we talk about regularly on this channel, that the media dictate policy. If the media react in a certain way to something, it creates a storm, which creates a public backlash, which usually leads to that policy going one way or the other. You know, when they say quiet or they're complicit with it, things generally go. That's how you know that people like Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt, in this case, are allowed to be there. They're chosen because the media have left them alone, despite lots of material to go at them with. This story here is an interesting one from the Daily Wire in the US. US Surgeon General warns 13-year-olds are too young to join social media. The US Surgeon General Vivek Murphy believes children 13 years old are too young to join social media platforms, citing kids are still developing their identity and such engagement can create a a distorted sense of themselves. Now, I completely agree. I think this is a really interesting topic. Now, We've spoken and I've spoken a lot about this sexualization of children, the fact that more children are becoming confused about their gender in particular, about their personalities, about their identity and so on. And social media has to play a massive, has played a massive part in that. Not just that, it's played a massive part in mental health issues in the young, in self-esteem issues in the young. 
for a variety of reasons. One very simple one, which, you know, we won't get too political, but one very simple one that I think every parent and every person could probably relate to is the fact that 15 years ago, if you were getting bullied at school, for example, when you went home, you were safe. When you were in your house, you were safe. Your parents knew you were upstairs or you were in the lounge and you were safe. Whereas now, because social media is on your phone, it's on your computer, you can't escape it. And we've had cases where there's children in their bedrooms where your parents think they're safe, when in fact they're going through a horrible time and in some cases end up committing suicide as a result of bullying and harassment through social media platforms. So I have very strong views on this, that we need to protect kids for as long as possible from the internet. Now, I'm talking to you now, probably from all over the world. I'm sat here in the UK. So the internet is a beautiful thing in that respect. It's given us some massive opportunities to get information out and reach people far and wide that we wouldn't have done 20 years ago. However, it comes with its downsides, lots of them. We could do a whole what, week's worth of shows just on that. But in this particular one, it's opening up a massively uncensored part of the world to kids, which as much as I agree with no censorship, I think that we need to be protecting kids from this for as long as possible. And, and this is a story that I find quite interesting. And hopefully um, this person who's, you know, in, a, in quite a high position here in the US will actually uh, will actually follow through on this. This is an interesting article. This is from Tommy Holgate here on Iconic. And this is a little bit more of a softer piece. Why is it okay to call me a health freak is the name of the article. Now, this is something I find quite interesting as somebody who is a big um, passionate person about health, as is Tommy. Now, yeah, just to quote the article here, so if I'm stood at the bus stop eating a bag of kale, that's somehow scandalous. Now, it's quite an interesting point, because if you were stood at a bus stop eating some kale, then you probably would be stared at. But if you're sat there drinking a Coke, a LucasAid, and chomping down some crisps, you're not going to be. Yet one is doing something for your body, is going to give you some nutrition. The other is just basically poison that's going to make you more overweight, more unhealthy, and less productive. It feels strange that as a society, we've leaned more towards the fact that being unhealthy is acceptable. And people that are healthy are health freaks and they're weird. Take myself, for example. I don't drink alcohol anymore. I haven't drunk alcohol for a month as of today, 31 days. Um, and it is a weird feeling when you tell people you don't drink. You know, I was at a, a conference over the weekend and people were drinking. I was like, no, I don't drink. And you do get kind of stared at as if that's an odd thing to do. When if you were sat there drinking a four pack in the afternoon, then you'd probably be considered the normal one, or you would be considered the normal one. I find it quite strange that as a society, we lean more towards unhealthy than healthy in terms of what's more socially acceptable. And as far as I'm concerned, that's not a great way to be going. And that's part of the reason that we are heading more and more and more and more towards an unhealthy and, you know, more obese, overweight society. It's quite simple, really. If you make unhealthy food cool, you make unhealthy, unhealthy food cheap, which we know they are doing, you make it more easily accessible, then you're going to lead a population to more poor choices in terms of diet. And we've obviously spoken many times, um, oh, sorry, I've spoken many times on my show, on other programs about the fact that it's the social trends that drive the way people behave. And if the social trend is that being a health freak, just the word freak, then I mean, imagine calling someone a freak who does anything else other than eat healthy. You'd be, you'd be called a bigot. You'd be called, you know, you'd be saying, they'd say you were discriminating. Imagine calling someone transgender a freak. But it's a lifestyle choice. In the same way that being healthy is a lifestyle choice and a very good one. 
but you're called a freak. It's extraordinary to me. I really don't understand it. Sticking on the subject of health, now this is a story again, which I find quite interesting. I know a little bit about this because a friend of mine has been through um, quite a dark experience involving them. This is here in the UK, health minister to consider black box warnings of cancer link to breast implants. Now, Maria Caulfield pledged to examine the suggestions for the UK to follow a US style and issue stronger warnings. Calls for the government to put warnings about the cancer risk link to, bre lin sorry, to breast implants will be considered by the government. Now, this is an interesting one because people, well, most people think that breast implants are just something that you stick in and they make your life better. They give you more self-esteem and they solve all your problems in some cases. But there is a massive health risk associated with them, not just cancer, but other health risks as well. A friend of mine went through awful health problems as a result and has actually ended up having them removed. I never knew much about this until speaking to her and she actually ran a Facebook group that had over 50,000 people within it. 50,000 women that had been through very similar experiences and had massive health issues and side effects as a result of having these implants. So it's certainly not something that's an isolated case. It's something that you know, it's something that clearly is a bit more widespread. So I find that quite interesting and quite positive that that's being discussed. And uh, and again, this ties into the issue of self-esteem and self-identity, isn't it? If you want to change your body to the point that you're willing to put your health at risk, then I think that that's a, a problem that needs to be dealt with further up than simply putting something plastic into your body. And the final story this morning, we're going to end on some good news or what appears to be good news for now. A little update from the Ukraine war. US President Joe Biden has ruled out sending F-16 fighter jets to the country to give them air support. Well, obviously this has come as a result of Zelensky asking for them. I have read it again this morning that countries like France are actually considering sending them. However, the US are obviously the giant in this. The US and Russia have been, you know, since the Cold War, have been seen as the two enemies, the two, you know, large political countries, superpowers that are fighting for world power. So if the US were to send weapons to Ukraine on such a scale as, as F-16 fighter jets, then I think Russia would find that very difficult to ignore. And that would take the conflict and escalate it up to another level from where it is today. So the fact that Joe Biden, or sorry, I should say the people that are really running the Biden administration have decided today to not send them, they may change their mind and they probably will because they want to escalate this conflict. But for now, we'll take that as a little victory. Well, that's it for this morning. So this morning's quote is one from Audrey Hepburn. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says possible. And I completely agree. Personal responsibility. Believe. Stand up for what you believe in. And you'll get somewhere in whatever it is you're choosing to pursue. That's it for this morning's show. I'll be back with you again tomorrow. Have a fantastic day, everybody. Bye for now.